inside that the box, the actual box, there's your laser source. And inside that laser source is a bunch of really, really tightly coiled fiber optic cable. And that literally that fiber optic cable runs all the way out through that machine out through the cord that runs up along the back and then through the laser path all the way to the emitter. That's literally all one piece. So okay. we're just going to be chatting with everybody. I wish that you had saved the poor, Matt. I, oh, I wanted to hear you that. wish that I had a second can? Oh, no yes. problem. Can we do it again? <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to Laser Everything, where we oh. bow to no sponsors. Oh. Except, except our great Georgian god. <laughs> yeah, that's all. No oh. problem, though. And then there's the sacrilegious Kyle, you piece of I know. human waste. Who is this guy? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Laser Source Podcast, the number one podcast if you're having performance issues. We're here to <laughs> <laughs> We've got your back. And uh, we're gonna get your we're gonna get your issues fixed. It's a QA day today. I've got the normal crew with me, voice 10.0. Dude, you should be at like 12. Oh, you should doing be one an episode. I forgot it's, to change that. It's 10, bro. You messed it up. Fair and enough. uh Kyle's here. Hey Kyle. What up? Jimmy, as always. What's shaking? What's shaking bacon? And uh Matt Botiford. You're fantastic. And uh <laughs> of course joining us again, Michael Mullins from Laser Engraving 911. If you still haven't subscribed by some freak accident, there is a link to Michael's channel <laughs> in the description <laughs> and on our channel's homepage. Just a little bit of housekeeping really quick um i I, i'm not going to talk about this a lot just like emergency stop which i mentioned constantly uh emergencystop.net but (laughs) um i did a thing over the weekend and uh i'm proud of it and most of you guys aren't going to care and that's okay uh i i totally understand that but a couple of you might and so i'm going to shout it out because i have an audience so i'm going to take advantage of it uh, so here is YouTube really quick guys. And what's this? Ooh, a new channel. It's me. Um, it's the Pokemon archivist guys. And, uh, yes. I'm doing like Pokemon unboxings. We're open Pokemon cards. We're doing some sick polls. <laughs> I, I, so I've been, I've been recording episodes of this at like four in the morning when like all of my laser stuff is done and I still don't want to uh. go to bed. And uh, so I, I've just been getting like sick boxes of like Pokemon cards and we've been like doing like fresh on packs and pulling like vintage cards and stuff. If you're interested in that at all, you can just search at Pokemon Archivist on YouTube and it'll come up. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Just sharing it. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Um, again, I know most of you guys are probably not going to be uh, interested in that, but it's something I've been doing with what very little free time uh, I do have. So check that out. Uh, Eric Sawyer says emergency stop is kick ass. Uh, it's it's pretty damn good. Yeah, show. it's pretty damn good show. We just released our sixth episode of emergency stops uh, titled Tigger. It's a very good show. Ask me why it's <laughs> titled Tigger. And uh, Alex, don't go. The hole. I'm sorry. <laughs> and <laughs> and you can check that out again over at emergency stop. Dot net. It's a uh, it's a really good time. We still have to have you on there, Michael. 
Uh, I'd really like to have you oh, yeah. over there as a guest yeah. at some point. Cause, I'm going to uh, dip you, in. You'd really enjoy it, uh, especially because my wife says it's <laughs> disgusting. Uh, don't listen to it, which means it's great. <laughs> and you absolutely should listen to it. By the way, she's on it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, she, she's on it fairly regularly. And she, she's, she's pretty filthy. disgusting on it when she, when she is on it. So uh, if you want to hear Miranda talk more, last time, emergencystop.net. Pokemon Archivist. Okay, that's it from from my little pre-show plugs here. Uh, but what's going on, everybody? We've had a huge, huge number of people waiting for this episode to launch today. I don't think we've ever had what was it twenty four? We saw like, height, here and then we've got forty five people live right now. Wow, yeah. that is a lot uh, of people for the live nice. version of the podcast. I see Anka is here. And uh, Jack in the shop, Willie Sims, uh, hitting us with that $10 super chat. Thank oh you so God. much, Willie. Willie, right up that. Uh, nice and early. And uh, Vince Nobucks, I believe, was first today. Showed up, like, right at 6 p.m. when I uh, when I posted the stream was going live. Uh, so Vince has just been hanging and waiting for this uh, with bated breath. And uh, Danny Dangerous, what a sick name. Danny says, yep, lasers got me down. The decision between Thunder Nova 24 and Eon Mira 7 Pro 60 watt is a very difficult choice with laser thin distinctions. Um, <laughs> I get it. I, I see where you're going. <laughs> so I can actually touch on this a little bit. Um, the Thunder machines, when it comes to CO2 gantry lasers, typically have larger chassis, right? So uh, the mirror is really great for people that need a small footprint, especially vertically. Um, but the, the thunders are just kind of like big open boxes. So you're going to get more Z depth. Uh, I believe they have passed through panels on like all four sides. So if that's important to you, I'd go with the thunder. Uh, if it's not, then I'd probably go with the Eon. Um, so the thunder gets it up, the thunder gets it up and down. You know what I mean? It, hmm. it goes both four ways. Out. Yeah. Four sides. Just depends <laughs> on what you need. Yeah, just exactly. Go when it's just, thought i'd toss it in there also shout out to anthony uh hey. either one would probably have you beaming with joy oh <laughs> god nobody come on nobody i love, I love, I love the fun. 45 down to like 12 nobody asked for that yeah i know exactly everybody's like out uh george kenner what is going on welcome glad you could be here live army dogs creations i never get to shout out people when we do like serious episodes of the podcast so i like i like just taking a second to acknowledge you guys cody baron is here uh love Blonde Fox Creations. Just a huge list of people today, guys. Really? Uh, so, so many people. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I see yeah. Crystal, I'm assuming. Riley Black uh, Designs. Riley Black, Black Project. If you guys haven't listened to that episode of the Laser Source Podcast, go check that out. They are the best laser podcast on the internet. Uh, Riley Black Project. So make sure you search for that right there, Riley Black. And uh, make sure you guys give that podcast a listen because it's, it's very, very good. And uh, long-time listener, Chris King, joining us. Gary is here. J-Mac is here kicking it. So um, lots and lots of people here today, guys. We've got all the time in the world, uh, and we're, we're ready to kick back and, and help I'd you like out. I'd like to kick it off. I'd like to kick it off. The first question yeah. I know the answer to. Do it. Is the show... <laughs> geared toward men is what laser of love creation is asking about emergency stop the answer is it is geared toward degenerates right <laughs> yeah. so if, really, if you ever have looked at yourself in the mirror and been like why am i the way i am this is the show for you 
Yeah, we spent so on on the sixth episode. Don't start on the sixth episode because I go out of my way to He's talk shit you. about people who start on the sixth episode. But uh, in the sixth episode, we spent about forty five minutes talking about our preferred vomiting position. So, and sounds. Yeah, and sounds that are made during that activity. So, um, you know, there's there's also profanity. So if you're if you're sensitive to that, or there's a yeah, lot of you have kids around. Yeah. It's probably not a good time I, to listen to it. I don't. It's great for rides. It's great for rides to work. It's great for shop background audio. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't have a kid near you, mm-hmm. you know. Especially while you're uh, shop talk. Really loud, yeah. Especially if you've got like a really loud compressor going, you don't want to hear what's in the background. Perfect for that. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah precisely. And uh, <clears throat> Cody Barron is chiming in. Been listening to the Riley Black Project since she was on a few weeks ago. It's great. Uh, it is. It's really, really good, guys. So make sure you go listen to yes. it. I think they have like 85, 86. No, they must be in the 90s. I think I think they were at 84 when we did our podcast recording. So they've got to be up They have a, a lot of episodes to, to dig through. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of episodes. And uh, good stuff. definitely want to definitely want to check that out. Also, Riley, um, Riley Black, <laughs> Crystal, I'm still assuming Crystal is asking, uh, how do John and I get on eStop? Uh, send me a message on Facebook. We record on Thursdays. <laughs> we'll talk, and uh, we'll definitely get you. We'll definitely get you on. <laughs> Ninety-six episodes. Uh, she confirms, which is again nice. huge. Almost all yeah. episodes of the Riley Black Project. You'd be a great guest on there, Michael. We need to. Get it's a lot of episodes of awesome. Dude. Well, you've you've Good definitely one. sparked my interest. Now, now I'm gonna head, as soon as we're done here. I'm gonna head on over. I want to listen to some of these Dude, episodes. It's super chill. They have like they have like the dopest recording setup. So uh, yeah. John and Crystal sit at this big table, and everything is black and red. They have like a whole set built. Oh. Like they sit at like opposite ends of the table, and they just like hang out fucking talk like coffee talk yeah dude like crazy i don't even know uh it's, it's awesome. really good it's really good oh maybe and, uh, episode 100 come on in so episode gotta, it's not too far around the corner it's not dude it's not um, crystal saying you're more than welcome to join them over there dude you should definitely sweet up on that. it's a good time sweet. um but anyway guys we're gonna talk about lasers uh first thing i need to acknowledge boyce uh with the new camera angle you got going on the lighting Looking preem, you got the exhaust stuff. It looks like yeah, it's coming my, along. I brought my laser. You got your laser? I just gotta stick it out that window. Hell yeah. Did you get a fan yet? Oh yeah, I have a, the I have the uh the exhaust fan down there. Nice, nice. Is That's that a for, uh, like a standard inline or is it a centrifuge? Yeah. yeah. No, just standard inline. I might get a centrifuge. This fucker is loud. Yeah, sure. And it's right up against a brick wall, so it's like yeah. it's pretty is loud. the is the only thing that's exhausting the fiber? Yes. Yeah, you're not hooking I, the you're not hooking the mirror up to that. No, the mirror is the other end of the house. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Is yeah. it is I have a perfect project for you, boys. I'm in. I have a perfect project for you, boys. Yeah. Got to make you some sound baffles to hang on that that brick behind you. Mm. Mm. That's true. That, that way, when you're running the the high frequency fan, it doesn't like just bounce the sound yeah. through the room yeah, ridiculous like yeah. is the mirror eventually going to come downstairs or is it staying where it is uh, no the mirror that's that's home we're not moving that big old bastard ever mm-hmm. again now <laughs> now this spot right here it's called jimmy by the way jimmy will lift it and move it downstairs no problem jimmy, so, will, oh. jimmy will grab onto it with two hands and then go kyle <laughs> so i'm gonna move kyle. this 
I'm gonna put a second table back here, and I'm gonna put, but I'm gonna put this is a spot I'm saving for the UV. Nice. That's my next. Oh, so sexy. Oh, I can't mm. wait. That's mm. my last mm -mm. thing I want to get. Um, Love is asking question for you. Where can I find a Lightburn bridge kit? Lightburn is sold out, and I desire to go uh, work with the Mac. Um, I don't. I don't think that there's a sold market. <laughs> they haven't been able to get them in stock because oh. they are made from Raspberry Pis, and Raspberry mm. Pis are very short in uh, in stock right now. They're mm. very hard to get your hands price, on. Plus price you can high. make your own. You can make your own. There's actually instructions in the Lightburn forms on how to make one. Maybe one day I'll make one if I can ever find a Raspberry Pi. Still going to require you um, to find a Raspberry Pi. Right? You need to find the Raspberry Pi. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So th that's, that's the problem. Um, the other piece of that is uh, Lightburn Bridge Kit will not work with a Galvo. So if you're trying to do it with a Galvo... Don't bother. It's too much latency. Cool. Right. And uh, Jennifer Y is here. What's up, Jennifer? Saying, I make jewelry and hand stamp on metal, mostly stainless steel and aluminum. I would like to branch out and engrave some leather, slate, mirrors, etc. What would you suggest for metal, leather, and slate? Uh, you are Ooh. perfectly describing the, uh, the, the fiber laser. Uh, the the all of those needs can be met with a fiber laser, uh, very very easily. Have you done leather and slate on your fiber yet, Michael? Uh, I have. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. Experience this with that. Yeah. Especially, uh, you know, what works really cool too is the um, the leatherette. Mm. You know, leatherette's oh, yeah. really nice, but dark leather works works uh, works good as well. You know. Yeah. Let it, let it first, by the way, for people. That's just a tip for you. Like just a little bit of dampness on there will take it down. Ooh, there you go, Kyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The super the super light veg tan raw leather is kind of difficult to work with. The with darker the, the better. It, the, darker, the darker the leather, the better. So yeah. 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 I was gonna mention Kyle, your little project there. So Kyle recently did a video on risers to get your Galvo tower higher up off of your work bed so you can use larger yeah. lenses. And to demonstrate the usefulness of that, he actually did a project mark. Uh, like cylinder correction around leatherette and was able to actually wrap around the leatherette without rotating the tumbler mm. at all. So can you throw yeah. that up again? That that gold one's particularly impressive. So that's uh, like no rotation. So here's a here's the reason why like too I needed the riser. Mm -hmm. My 300 millimeter lens gives me a focal distance or uh, yeah focal distance of 463 millimeters. So on a 500 millimeter towel, tower, that gives me 37 millimeters to play with, which puts me to like where, like right here on the cup, yeah, barely on, from the, from the other side, yeah. So like I, the entire mark would be out of focus, essentially, yep. In in ranges of worsening degree, so um, it was, I literally have to do my projector on my little. Legos low profile. The Lego jig, man. Can't beat it. Can't beat mm, it. Yeah. And um chat's bumping, so I want to keep going here. Uh James Miller, this question is for you, Matt. Hello, Oop. guys from Arkansas. Matt, I Oop. see your boss back there, and I have a 36 by 55 coming next week. Is there anything I need to watch out for? Um, 
Not really. I mean, basically follow the instructions with your video. Uh, I bought mine used, by the way. So basically the, the great thing was the links are up there. Even if you can't find it, like in your booklet, the information, you can go online and they've got the setup videos. Um, I literally just did plug and play on mine. Uh, I got the computer, I had light burn already ready to go um, because I had learned on my previous machine that was the small guy. Um, make sure get a nice compressor would be the best thing because if you're trying to do cuts, get yourself a like spend two to five hundred bucks on a compressor because it will save you so much material. You'll you'll be in love, right? Um, I don't know what power you've got, uh, but definitely. The, the higher power, like what do I have? The little five gallon California air tools is awesome. So mm -hmm. quiet. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually been going while we've been recording before and nobody really noticed except boys who has like super hearing. <laughs> and uh, other than that, I mean, just make sure you have good exhaust. So basically the best thing I could do would be clear the space, set up your exhaust, which is super, super important. And then just get yourself some good air and you'll be ready to rock and roll, man. So like and just follow yep. the instructions. The last two weeks, we've talked about this on the podcast, um, the the laundry list when you buy like an ohm tech, you know, um, where does boss stand as far as like that? Stuff oh, yeah. In stock lenses, mirrors, so, hose clamps, you know, things like that. Everything you just said is it. This is an industrial grade laser. So the thirty six fifty five is their biggest um, LS or. Yeah, because the HP is the one that cuts metal. Mm -hmm. So it's their biggest um like borderline industrial machine. So it's definitely past like the 2440 and the 3655 are definitely their big boys. Mm -hmm. My guess is he's probably using it for cutting if you're getting something that big, because otherwise, you know, what, right? Right. Um, so it's got a beam combiner. It's got um, the air supply goes right through the nozzle. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I was saying make sure you get the air supply and make sure you've got the light burn and know how to click on air supply on and off because you can do it right there from light burn, which is awesome. Yep. Um, if he probably, if he just ordered it, has the hybrid servo motors, which is phenomenal. I wish I had them. It's probably the one thing that I would get rid of this one and upgrade for, but this is just my cutting monster, so it doesn't have to go real fast. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, like, it's it's really, if there's medium, like, middle of the road, and then there's just, like, thunder, if we call thunder our tippy top, um, I'd say it's probably just below thunder. But actually, I know, Michael, didn't you have the chart that says Boss actually engraves a little bit uh, faster, a little bit like faster. I know, yeah. And I'm just a little and bit I faster. New, I think the new hybrids and stuff are probably even faster than that now, you know? Yeah. So as far, I'd say it's like the top three brands that you could buy, you know, besides epilogue, which is like, you know, up there, chill, pro tech and stuff. So you got a good purchase. Uh, the other thing too, is make sure that you, as soon as you get there, that you take pictures of everything just in case, because then um, you can communicate with boss. They're really good about, um, but they need visuals. So if you're like, hey, this isn't working when I plugged it in, it should be working. They ask you to take pictures and communicate through visuals because otherwise that's it. Right. So they're on site. They're in the States. They're over here in uh, in Florida, about an hour from me. So I like them. Cool. Another factor when you when you you know expect it to get delivered, uh, make sure you have a way to get it into your house or garage <laughs> or workspace because that's a big son of a bitch. Yeah. Dude, no joke. That is a monster. Yeah. yeah, and whatever, however big you're imagining it in your head right now, add, just, add just several add, inches. Add some to it, and some more lopsidedness See, and and and, and top not heaviness. 
This machine right looks on like the other top. side of your garage door. Too. No, but it, oh yeah, because whenever I have anything I need to work on, or like, so I've installed a few things. I've changed out some of the fans. I've put in LEDs, by the way, which that's one of the first things I would tell you to upgrade. Buy a string of LEDs and you can wire them in oh, yeah. in your workspace. Um, I also took a drill, and this is where some people be like sacrilege. I took a drill and along the bed frame. So like, if this is the bed frame on the outside where the gantry stops. So outside of my 300 by or 600 by 900, there's basically the metal stoppage. I took drill and I put holes in it this way and put holes in it this way and actually took a piece of quarter inch acrylic and made myself a stop gap. So literally if I'm doing boards, I can slide them to there and it just stops. And so now I know it's level. I always right. just, so I'm not, I'm not a good person. But what I was going to say is this looks like it stops here. It actually goes all the way to the wall. It's like another foot and a half. Yeah. So it, Michael's not wrong. It's, yeah. it's, it's so big. Uh, Love is following up with us. Kyle, I have the Mira 7, so they're looking to do <laughs> okay. uh, So uh, good match with the Raspberry Pi. And then uh, Willie Sims is chiming in. Amazon has the Pi in stock. Oh, nice. So it, one, it, one thing I'll add. Mm -hmm. Um. Doesn't the Nova 7 come with Wi-Fi connectivity already? It does. Yeah. So they have their own light burn. That's a very good point. They have their own light burn bridge kind of built in. Um, and it's fairly easy to set up. I did it while I was doing my review. I don't have the instructions off the top of my head, but I'm sure that they have it in their documentation on their website. So they kind of already have that feature built in. So it'll talk wirelessly with light burn. It's just their version of it, but it does the same, same exact yeah. thing. Yep. Save, yep. save the 150 bucks or whatever it is. Yep, very just, true. Just very use true. theirs. Um, Scrav is asking, what's your opinion about diode 10 watt uh, and uh, plus engraving directly stainless steel? Uh, will the module get damaged? Regards from Portugal. Uh, I did a butt ton of steel during my Xtool D1 Pro review uh, with, with that 10 watt module and I didn't hurt the, the laser. I, I'm not particularly concerned about flashback on diodes in the first place but then uh on top of that steel um you know you should be good i i did it for a number of hours very very slowly and it was fine the focal distance on on diodes is so short and they're mm. for the most part fixed distance so as long as you're in focus and you're not like taking the guard off and sticking the laser right up against the metal you should yeah. be fine yeah, yeah, yeah. So you should be fine. And if you want some examples of how we annealed metal with the uh, the diode laser, you can check out again that X Tool D1 Pro review. We do it quite a bit. Uh, also, the uh, Offero Laser One review we did for Orchur, we did a, the same thing with a five watt module, and we were actually able to pull it off. So um, either way, I, I would say you're probably good with that. Probably good with that. Uh, Mark Hathaway is next. I'm moving across the country with my Matron 30 watt fiber. Can I safely disconnect the umbilical or will I totally regret doing that? Any tips to safely move the equipment? Uh, no, hard. No, do not. Don't, you, don't you, do cannot. it. So the, the way that fiber lasers work inside that, the box, the actual box, there's your laser source. And inside that laser source is a bunch of really, really tightly coiled fiber optic cable. And that literally that fiber optic cable runs all the way out through that machine, out through the cord that runs up along the back and then through the laser path 
all the way to the emitter. That's literally all one piece. It never changes. There's no port that connects them. It's all one piece. And that's why if anything bad ever happens to the umbilical cord, uh, as you call it, that the whole source is ruined because it's one piece of glass. Uh, so do not yeah. at, in any circumstance ever try to disconnect that. Uh, yeah. Absolutely leave that alone. And then I, as far as packing, Michael, you moved from California to Georgia yeah, yeah. with a fiber laser. What did you totally. do to prepare for that? Um, yeah, that's a great question. That's funny. I was I was thinking about that a few minutes ago. Um, yeah, so what I did was um, I kept everything, you know, uh, the laser source and everything together. I cranked down all the way down the Z-axis to as low as it would go, put some foam uh, so it didn't like, you know, crunch, uh, put the lens cap on and basically just kind of kept them separated so they wouldn't crack, you know, the, the brains won't crash into the laser head and mm -hmm. just lots of foam. And yeah, don't leave the, don't leave the head all the way up as high as it'll go. Get it as comp, get everything as compact as you can. Low just, center of gravity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Low center of gravity and just, just keep it in its own little corner with lots of pillows and keep everything else away from that umbilical cord, as you call it. Did you <laughs> use any kind of container or like, you know, method to like box it away from the other items that you were moving with? Or was it I literally just used, out and fluffed? Yeah, I think it was fluffed and in a corner where mm. it wouldn't get jostled. And I have a really, uh, just really quick, when I finally got to my destination, which is where I'm at now, everything in my business was in the largest U-Haul tow trailer that you could get for a truck mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so it's one of those those trailers i'm oh, talking yeah. the epilogue i'm talking the fiber i'm talking Ooh. tool chests i'm talking mm. i even i got on the weight scale and i was still under the just right at the so anyways but i have a driveway that's a 14 percent grade yeah and i didn't <laughs> think about that mm. so i got the neighbor to help me back down this driveway to my oh, garage man. and oh, literally all I did was slide down with the brakes locked. Like I, I was no controlling it. My whole company was in this trailer and I'm mm. sliding down the driveway and You're he's like, just I, watching I, me. He's, that's he's some anxiety right there. He's backing, he's backing up a guy with a sled attached to his truck. Basically, yeah. there was no control. My butthole is sweating hearing this. Did he know? And I, did and he I know? made the turn. I made the turn at the last minute, and the car just everything just stopped. And he was just like, "Dude, I got to go back across the street." Thank you. Glad I, glad I could help. You out. <laughs> did he know that you were not in control of the vehicle? He had no idea. It was just. <laughs> it was just everything was just skidding down the driveway. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. Michael just arrives at the bottom like. So. It's just like an opposed. Nailed it. it. Don't, yeah, nailed don't, it. Do a, don't be a Michael. <laughs> Oh my God! That's after uh, after a brief change and uh, yeah, a couple of beers later, you're ready to unload, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, much. Like this hand. Okay, Cody Baron says, "Has anyone had success releveling a gantry? I'm having to raise shim the tube a bit to hit center on the second mirror. I'd rather have the tube and gantry equally level than match an awkward angle." Um. I have not done that, um, but what I do know is that they sell clamps for the tubes that actually have like Z adjustments. Risers. So you yeah, can, yeah, do. so they, they rise individually rather than, you know, just 
I put my two clamps in there and then they are where they are and you have to shim it if it's not level. So uh, if your tube isn't level with the gantry, rather than mess with the gantry, my suggestion would be to pop on Amazon or whatever, Cloud Ray. I, I'm getting a link. Yeah, thank hey. you. Uh, Kyle's getting a link for you. Find the clamps that will level independently. Uh, right they actually have just little twisties on them. Yep, there's a great example of them right there. Uh, Jimmy's got them. Uh, have How the you hell actually, do you have that sitting by you, buddy? That's have awesome. you actually used that yet, Jimmy, or no? No, I got to uh, put these on, actually. That's the one video I'm going to do because oh, mine's right. not mine's not center either. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, it never has been. Yeah. They bring I that can't. up again, Jimmy, so you get, they can get a good look at that. Yeah. yeah. Can you hold that right up to the camera for us? There, and there it is. Yep. Talk about exactly. timing, like dude. What a great – yeah. Yep. Way to go, Jimmy. The knob yeah. there is actually shifting that entire inner assembly – up and down, uh, and, and that will allow you to make independent and, adjustments. And it's slotted. Yep. yep. It's really cool. Yeah, I, so you I can need, slide it forward and aft if you have to. I need yeah. to slot. Yeah. I need to slot and I need to go up actually. So did I you just grab that from? Is that just a cloud ray pickup, or oh, did you end up picking that up? I don't remember now. Mm. I got it from. I, th I think it's a cloud that? ray. The only yeah. time those won't work, oh, yeah. the only disadvantage of those particular ones is that they do start at kind of like a very natural high uh, angle, right? So you're, you're already starting really high. So if you don't have a lot of depth to play with and your tube is sitting like right on the bare metal, you may find that the rest of your components in your machine also have to come up to be able to match uh, the height of something like that. So there's something to be aware of. Uh, I, I've seen cheap Chinese machines both ways. Some of them, the tube is literally sitting right on the chassis, and some of them, the tube is up like two inches. And it just, actually, just actually kind of had, depends. I actually had cardboard under mine at one time to try to get it to where it was, and I said, I think there's one piece in it left, and I just don't like it, and I still can't get it exactly center. Yeah. So yep. Pain in the ass, but when you get it, it's like chef's kiss. This will do it. This yeah. will do it. Perfect. These will do it. Perfect. Uh, let's see. Where were we? Blonde Fox, how long do you think it will be before all the laser manufacturers will come out with their own version of the new Gwiki RF? And do you think it's worth the extra $1,400 for the RF over the CO2? Um, so RF tubes are still CO2 tubes. Uh, they're just not made of glass. They're still charged with CO2. Um, and they still die over time like glass CO2s. So they're, they're not that different. But uh, generally, I think the rule of thumb and, and the, the consensus in the laser community is RF tubes generally offer better beam quality for engraving, whereas, uh, you know, DC glass CO2 tubes offer better performance for cutting uh, where like direct raw power is needed. So if you're trying yeah. to cut things and, and you plan on cutting regularly, go with the glass tube. Uh, if you, mm -hmm. if you are planning on doing a lot of fine detail work, really nice marking of items, uh, go with the <laughs> RF tube. I see you nodding, Michael. Do you generally agree with that? I do. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. A hundred percent. You're it's... absolutely right. I do a lot more engraving than cutting a lot of detail work and those RF tubes and those two machines that, that, yeah, they're really nice. And there's no chiller ever yep. with those. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. that's nice. Air it's not uncommon for some shops to have a dedicated cutting machine, like a hundred or 150 watt mm -hmm. and then a dedicated engraving machine, which with like a 40 watt RF tube or something. 
Yeah. So you can you can also go that route. There's also combined or dual source systems with a single head with a beam combiner in between. Yeah, we there's saw, a lot of routes you can go depending on what your needs are. If you check out, I think the uh, APA Expo episode from last year, uh, we saw a couple of machines like that that have a glass tube and an RF tube that you can switch back and forth between. That's cool. Uh, kind of just like set up that way and you buy them that way. And you could even go as far as to program in what like layers you wanted to use the the glass tube and what layers you wanted to use the RF That's tube. Cool. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat. So we saw some cool stuff over there. Proprietary software, obviously. Um, so who knows like what controller they were using and stuff. If you want to see more details, go check out that episode. But there's a lot out there for that reason. So the, they are very different. At, and I know I say this over and over again on the podcast, but they're, they're different tools for different jobs. Um, so and I believe you, know. you can send them out to have them recharged. Yeah, absolutely. Well. Yep. Yeah. Right. And they hold yeah, the charge totally get them refurbished typically yeah. than the glass yeah. tubes too. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great, which is great too. Uh let's see. Uh yeah. Okay. So Willie Sims is saying I put a box on the table, strapped the box to the table, and then just made sure you don't let anything rub against the umbilical cord. That's the trick, right? Is not letting anything actually like mess up that transmission line protecting the the laser and the source is easy enough but actually like protecting that that transmission line is going to be i'd honestly use like two by fours and build like a little something to just keep it level and because that's how it comes when you get them from china they're literally coiled yeah very like i look at it and i'm like this is so precarious and i have to lift it out of the box and i'm like i like so that could be something at the end of the day if you're really really worried about it like Build a crate. Yeah. Yeah. Get a pallet, build a crate. Um, you, um, another thing you can do is remove it off the tower. Um, it gives you some flexibility yeah. in where you can place the laser path in the head. Mm-hmm. So you can strategically place the cable and the laser path in the head. So like if you're bolting it down to a table or something like that, you could, you could theoretically just drill a couple holes in, in like a two by 10. I mean, if you're going mount, up, mount the, the path tower to that, too, the, and strap it down to the, the table. The tower is only four machines for us, and you just pull the tower too while you're at it. You know what I mean? And kind yeah. of flat pack the thing, uh, and that mm-hmm. that could be an effective way to move Honestly, it. Honestly, well. the crate might be the the most effective way to just really protect it, like a sheet of four by eight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I want to add one thing that I just yep. thought of, and I know that we have some new <laughs> users on here that maybe have never looked inside the cable shroud to see like what is in that cable. I know mm. this is going to sound super basic, but trust me, hear me out. Don't ever bend that thing or wrap it up like you <laughs> would an extension cord, thinking that that makes it more compact for transport. It it wants to be free floating. It does not want to be bent or curled or wound up or anything like that. Can also destroy the cable, and I just Explode wanted to add that too. Yeah, yeah, it's literally a glass cable. Yeah. So it there's got it's got Probably. some flexibility, but it's also rigid. So you can't just fork the like, thing into like a spaghetti. ninety degree angle. It's like yeah. spaghetti. Don't do yeah. the don't do the opposite either. Don't force it too straight. Like like Michael right. said, he chose his he chose his words very specifically. He said like let it go where it wants to go. Let it that's, go where it wants to go. When, as you're dropping it, it'll coil itself. Is basically what it does, and that's that's where it goes. Yeah, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. 
Just leave yeah. it alone. That's why when we're actually reviewing fiber lasers, one of the first things we check is we open the case where the source is and we see what they've done with the excess fiber optic cable. Some companies will wrap them up in a super tight coil and zip tie them like that inside Holy the machine. Shit. Yeah. And uh, others will like use the entire inside of the machine to do soft curves around the outside. Um, we we definitely judge people on that when we when we get equipment for review. Nice. So um, you really just you know yeah definitely great point, Michael. Really really glad that you. I wish I could have snapshotted Matt, Michael's face while you explained that. He just went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Tara Lynch Bob Parker is asking. I just got my fiber laser with intent to engrave Ooh. Chef Nye's etc. But I'm seeing groups that they can rust easily. How do you deal with that? Um, I did a bunch Michael, the last time you were on, we talked about this a little bit because you were working on the, that surgical equipment that yeah. absolutely yeah. could not be ablated. The right. long story short, the short answer here is if you are demarking correctly, it will not rust, right? If, it, if it's rusting, you're ablating the metal somehow. Yeah. You are yeah. causing some kind of pitting in the surface of that steel that's allowing moisture to collect in Correct. those little microscopic pits, and that is what's leading you to rust. If you're mm -hmm. doing a true Z-mark, you are not affecting the integrity of the surface of that steel, uh, and we have a great video on that. Um, you don't want to see any sparks. You don't want to see, it's just a glow. It's We're dead silent. Glow. It yeah. should be dead silent, uh, yeah. and you should not, literally not be able to feel it with your finger, and close your eyes mm -hmm. and run your finger over the top of it. If you can feel anything, <laughs> Then it's it's not correct. You you it needs to feel like literally part of the existing blade. Uh, and worst case scenario, you can grab a grab a microscope, look at it under a little USB microscope. We have a great video that's uh, loaded with a couple reviews on ones that we like to use around here at Laser Everything. And look because if you physically look with your eyes, you can see whether or not you're ablating the steel. Do you have any opinions about that, Michael? Because I know you're big on that too, and you've been doing it a lot recently. Yeah, I I was remembering. I think we were reading some. You and I, when when we worked together, I think we were reading some article. And someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I think w when you're heating the surface of the metal, what you're actually doing to get that black mark is you're bringing kind of carbon to the surface rather than removing material. Or somehow it has something to do with carbon coming to the surface of the steel, which is you know, black. It's like you're bringing yeah. stuff to kind of drawing it up rather than taking it away. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, that's the way to go on any kind of chef knives that I do. Uh, any kind of instruments that are going to be washed or used like that knives or whatever. I always do a, a black a Z mark, we call it, or an anneal mark. So I don't take away any material. And plus you don't want food and little bits of chicken guts getting inside the, getting inside the engraving, uh, even though it looks cool. You still got to get all that stuff out of there, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so cool for firearms and, uh, you know, show knives, but uh, not cool for, for chef knives and things that are actually going to be utilized yeah, on a daily basis. Exactly. Again, or in a human body. We like have, Michael. we have, it's a very old video, but it's still accurate and uh, <clears throat> it still has good instructions in it. I stand by this video. Uh, look it up. It's the Z marking of steel uh it's a video on laser everything here on the channel and you can check that out that's the direction i would point you for that big h what's up man it's good to see you back uh alan here from la lower alabama thanks for all that you do so on a recent le podcast that our friend kyle is going to build a co2 gantry with a trosin controller 
What's the Ooh. schedule? Uh, eventually. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there is there's a long list of stuff, um, projects that are existing already. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the the raw truth of the matter is, I want to try and, you know, Piece handle some existing things before I start adding more on top of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have we have a couple of uh, machine reviews in terms of like the UV Galvo I've had now for, Oh God, I think it's going on six months. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, we have the hundred watt, uh, fiber, which I got right after that same week. Um, we have the 30 watt Rakus. Yep. We have the, the 20 watt, which, um, I don't know if it warrants a review because it was, it's a pre-production unit. So nobody oh. is ever going to get the same thing as me, but, Maybe an episode yeah. on fixing it, so General it's not idea. pre-production. A light overview yeah. of a yeah. pre-production yeah. model. Um, a quickie. Yes, yes. Very, For very those quickie. of you who are being brought down by your laser. And then you have the Lightburn for Gantry crash course on your shoulders as well. Lightburn mm-hmm. for Gantry crash course. We do have. I do have a couple diodes. I need to mess with and touch on um, a we'll little bit. But yeah, Kyle, we'll, you're on your we'll get there. It's just, it's, it's so, so much. if you want to see our to-do list, go actually, again, I'm going to yeah. refer you guys to another episode. Go check out the episode we did two or three weeks ago. It's like yeah. a year in review or whatever. And What's we actually nice? have yeah. like a, a roadmap of all of the stuff that we want to accomplish on the channel in 2023. It's a little ridiculous, uh, but yeah. the build project is on there. I know it's something that Kyle's really excited to do. Uh, once we're done playing catch up from 2022, we can start on our 2023 list. And I know that's at the top of his. So uh, we should hopefully see that sooner than later. Um, yeah. How many guys of you have like really played with a lot of the rotaries on the market? I just did a video. Oh, you just did a video on it. Okay. Well, can you talk briefly about rotary tools? Is there a yeah. great one to get or do you need different rotaries for different jobs? So that's a good question. Um, by the way, I know Michael, you probably use it a bunch, right? Rotary in tools. the CO2? Yeah, CO2 yeah. and in the fiber or in the gantries. Not so much in the couples. fiber, but the, the rotaries <clears throat> that come with the, the two CO2s I have, I use all week long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So rim drive. I rim drive. I currently have, uh, so the machine that I bought came with a Roto Boss. So that's where my information comes from. Um, so the Roto Boss <clears throat> that I have is literally, I just, the video that I just did, I went to, Roto Boss to buy this guy. Wait, there you go, right there. Um, which is the low roller for the mm-hmm. Galvo machines, and it's awesome. I was literally was gonna like show you guys. I just made this guy last night. Want to see that? Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and then I can't find the other one. I think I gave it to somebody as like. So, literally, I made this, um, and it's nothing crazy. I mean, it's just a glass. But the thing is, I have a five watt UV, um, which basically cannot really. It, the the depth of field on it is so shallow that you can't do as a project mark. So basically this made this in about a minute and 45 seconds. And it's about two and a half inches by an inch and a quarter tall. Um, So a minute and a half for a cup, that's going to make you a few bucks um, is awesome. And you can kind of actually, let me see if I can change cameras. Well, I'll do it while Michael's talking. So is this a a rim drive for your UV is that basically what we're what yeah. We're so it's the right standard, yeah. right? So it's a standard four pin that, uh, roll, roller rotary that you would mm-hmm. have in the boss. 
um, and they made it for smaller machines. So like the LS1420, which is the boss that I had originally, mm-hmm. would have run something very similar to this. It's got a very low profile, which is awesome. So if you're somebody who's, if you're looking for a rotary for your uh, low tower, this thing is awesome because yeah. literally you can run it on your 500 millimeter tower, uh, mm-hmm. no problem. Um, so that's because that's what I've got rocking over here is a 70, or I've got the 700 uh, millimeter tower and it just rolls stuff out so quick. So That's it's awesome. made of pure, it's pure metal, um, or not pure metal, but it's made of metal. Um, mm-hmm. And it actually has little feet that come with it. That you can uh, slot it down and like move it around to where you need. So it's really, I think this is a super awesome tool. Like I'm really excited to have it. Um, and actually what's really cool is I literally took a picture. I sent the picture to Kyle last night. Uh, I filled this with a beer right after I made it and then sent it to the guy who owns the brewery. And I was like, hey man, I know you're opening your beer in a brewery in a couple months. Um, here's something I made to have a beer with. And he was like, Oh, that's cool as shit. Like send me your info. So like now we're talking about doing an order. Um, and then same thing for the, um, for the big boy. Like I just have the Rotoboss 1.0. Um, and so the video is coming out where it talks all about it. So I'll kind of shut up about it and let Michael say what he thinks. Uh, basically. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 two types of rotaries. There's the chuck rotaries, which are sometimes an option for some of these CO two machines. Which, you know, um, that's when I, you're I but that's I, when you're grabbing something from the outside. Yes, thank you. And yeah. rotating it. So yeah. it's got the jaws, it clamps on, or it squeezes mm-hmm. something together. I've seen on Trotec they have the different attachments where you can squeeze your object together and hold it that way. And then the rim drive. There you go. There is that. <laughs> the rotary okay, would be here. Go. So Alex is holding a rim drive. Uh, Kyle's got uh, what? That's a rotary with some kind of squeezing attachment. I, I guess it's <laughs> yep. a chuck drive. And then he's got yep. a voice. Uh, 10.0 has a uh, chuck drive over there. So there yep. you go. Those are the different kinds of drives. And then, and then Matt's got his go. shallow, shallow rim drive there. So, yep. so there you go. Most and, most uh, of the time, you're going to be okay with just a rim drive for a CO2 laser. Yep, and they're literally just driven by a stepper motor, and they uh, the really nice thing about them is, oh, there Alex has the big boys. Um, okay. Basically, the biggest problem is figuring out your steps, which most manufacturers will actually have ready for you with information. Uh, the one that I bought, you can actually see the QR code that you scan, and it literally walks you through setup. Pretty straightforward. So, yeah. there you go. And uh, we have, whoop, we have this is the Pyburn, uh, the Rotoboss's main competitor. Here's the Rotoboss. This is the Junior 2.0, which is kind of like the successor to the one that um, uh, Matt has on his machine it's, over there. All of these are in the video. Should be nice and low profile. And then uh, finally here for the uh, the budget needs, the budget users, uh, the Mansfield, another great rotary. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be throwing all three of these in the Ranger and testing them all out. So if you're not in a rush, you can hang out and wait for that video. There is, I can just tell you right now, spoilers, whether you're going to watch this episode or not, um, all, oh dear, <laughs> no gets upset, um, all three of these are great rotaries. They're all, they're all really, yeah. really good. Spoiler. Um, yeah, there's not a bad one between them, so. Um, and I just received the, the Aeons, uh, the Eons uh, multi-roller for the Mira. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking a class on that next week, and then I'm probably going to do a video of, of the multi-roller. The one thing uh, I would say, too, is think about the product. So before you go drop, because these are not cheap. If you're looking at the Roto Boss and you're looking at the Pyburn, they're not cheap. 
their tools. No. Um, and you can yeah. watch the videos that we've had both manufacturers, like the actual creators and manufacturers of them on the show. Yep, we've um, had Jason Rife on. We've had Stan on. I, I want to have uh, Jason number two on for the yeah too. And so, and that's what I was going to tell you guys is they're not cheap. So do your research. Um, if you do have a Thunder, by the way, you do have to buy. Th- you do have to buy through Thunder, I think, because they've got a uh, system set up for it. Um, but it's one of those things where if you're talking about value versus cost, the value of that tool is so immense because you, you it's just a field that will make you lots of money. And so I know not everybody's in it for money, but it, why wouldn't you have that up? Op- you know, the it also you know, opens up possibilities for you that would otherwise be closed. Right. And that gets your foot in the door to do other stuff and meet other people. And it's just, it's super useful. So, yeah. but make sure you get the right one for the job and the, the things you're going to do. Um, audibly, we are uh, running out of time. So I want to keep us moving here. Uh, yep. Jennifer Y saying any brand you suggest for the fiber laser for the metal leather and slate price range willing to pay three to five K, but I, uh, but would I have to pay that high for what I want to use it for? Uh, yes. Uh, don't spend less than $3,000 on a fiber laser. Uh, you, period. yeah, you can, you can get a, a really Ooh. good 30 to 50 watt range machine for that price. And, uh, as It'd Boyce, be perfectly good as Boyce is, uh, happily pointing out for us, we have a buying guide. Uh, there's a ton of stuff listed in the <clears> buying guide. 95% of it, either Kyle or I or Matt or Boyce or somebody has had their hands on and used and tested. So it's Lots. all stuff. It's not just affiliate links for the sake of affiliate links. Uh, the buying guide is tested things that we physically had our hands on used in and around our shops for an extended period of time. You can't go wrong. Check out all of the options on the buying guide. There's multiple different brands of fiber lasers. Uh, we're not, we don't have any brand loyalty over here. We try to share everything that we interact with uh, during our time here on the channel. So there's a ton of different options uh, and manufacturers and vendors and machine types, lots and lots to go through. Check out some of these machines. Uh, it's the stuff that, again, we've had our hands on and we, we've had the opportunity to use. Um, and that's going to be the stuff that I, I would point you to and see if, and again, there should be uh, quite a few things in this list that should meet your needs. Uh, yep. Most of these items also have reviews on the channel. So if you see something you're interested in, it's in your price range, check the channel because we've usually reviewed at least one model uh, of one of these brands of machines uh, here on the buying guide. So that's definitely- I have a question for you guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend? Cause this is always the question I will get asked initially, <laughs> what company, and then what wattage should I get? So what do you think? Just give me a number. Alex. I, you know me, I'm, I'm Mr. Ritz. I like my expensive Mactrons. I, you know, it's, they're, they're the most expensive Chinese laser on the market, but it's like. Oh, I meant a, wattage. Oh, what? Just wattage? Yeah, just wattage. Oh. I'm, uh, I'm saying 50. You, without any context or information about what. Yeah, it's like if people for. like, so basically just your general middle of the road number. Because that's usually what people ask for. I want to do everything. LP plus 50 watt. 50 watt. 50 watt. Kyle. Um, I started with a 60 watt, and I can tell you, at least for me, it was more than what I needed for a lot of materials. So I would say if you feel like you're doing not a ton of metal, or at least not a ton of copper, bronzy type stuff, you could probably get away with a 30 comfortably. 
if you're doing harder materials, I would say a 50 watt should take care of you. The channel was built on a 30 watt laser. Yep. Yeah. So uh, never forget, before we had all of our fancy tools here, we had the 30 watt GPTLP from Mactron uh, right hey, there. And that's right in the number she wants to spend too. Yep. $36, uh, $100 there. You're going to pay shipping on that. It's going to be $1,000. So it's going to be 46 And then you're going to pay tariffs on it. Probably another 500 to to $1,000. So uh, <laughs> it'll be a little bit above your budget. But again, uh, I and I was saying as an incorrect answer to Matt's question, um, I, I really like the Magtrons. It's the most expensive of the Chinese fiber lasers, but it's a Chinese fiber laser. So you're only paying 10% of what you'd be paying if you got like an American made one anyway. I think those G2s or whatever from Epilogue, the G7s are still like 70. Dude, nobody, nobody, nobody talks about those anymore. Epilogue <laughs> just kind of like swept that in their back in yeah, their, um, in, so, in their yes, backyard. You'd, yeah. you'd be getting would would a fifty watt be enough to cut through Michael's beard? No, maybe <laughs> no, definitely not. Fiber is not the right wavelength. Not, it's not too majestic. Well, can I just say you'd need a mopa so that way you could just tickle it. And I've and I've got I've got steel I've got steel wire in there too. So <laughs> I really like to see. I don't want to remove Michael's beard, but I'd like to bleach it white. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. With like a whitening path. S- Santa Claus, Michael. I love how he's like. I don't want to. I don't want to take off his hair. I just want to make him look real white, trashy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Michael. Your outfit's great. Just get rid of that T-shirt under the hoodie and let that chest hair pop out. You're good to go. <laughs> Full Rex Quando. Yeah. DK just got a sixty watt Mopa, thirty eight hundred. Hey, nice. That's, that's that is really really cheap. That worries me. Check all of the wiring in the insides. Dear God. Uh, and then a bunch of thank yous because I'm just getting to catching up to all of these people. Um, you know, Keith is asking, are you still recommending Mactron? Yes. Uh, but I like everything else. Kyle's Wisely, super awesome. Super, super awesome machine. Uh, yeah. The SFX, it was on sale for 6400 I think. Yep. The SFX that got me down to Jimmy. Freaking awesome machine! You still liking that SFX over there, Jimmy? Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's having a blast. Cool there's, there's, with that thing. Yeah. If you closed your eyes and threw a dart at the buying guide and bought whatever the dart hit, you're going to get a good machine. It's on the buying guide for a reason. Um, right. So uh, yeah. just just to cover that, I would still say like if I was picking for you and you handed me your checkbook, I would buy you the Mactron. But that said, there's no bad options on the buying guide. Um, the other so thing, too, really those 50 that. and 60 watts give you that big field that, like, Jimmy makes those really cool um, art pieces, yeah. and that gives you a larger field, too. So that's one more thing to consider. If you're doing large objects mm. or things that have a lot of surface area, you need that power to throw down range on the 300. And whatever the price difference is, if you're going to think you're going to do that, spend the money. Right? Yeah. yeah. You it know, costs twice as much to, to, to make to that change two. later. Because what sucks is when you have the tool that you already spent your money on, and then you almost can do what you want to do. Yeah, like it hurts so bad. Yeah, then you got to spend double the money. I saw the money. I saw that comment about the jewelry chat room on Discord. I just created it and added it to the trending category. There it is. In there. Uh, So there you go. Like that. Magic Done and done. Um, Shoot to do. (laughs) Willie Sims never bend the fiber cable sharply. Uh, So true. <laughs> uh, Maintain the Brad, arch. 
Want to acknowledge Brad here. Just stopping by shortly before I hit the bed, showing some support. Thanks for what y'all do. I appreciate you. Got it, Brad. Thank you, Thanks Brad. For Thanks for hey, coming by, bro. It's good to see you. Um, we're going to lightning round the rest of what's on here. Yes. Hi, guys. Grateful for this live stream. I've been discouraged because I'm having some issues that I think are basic, but I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, we would love to hear about them, and so would the community. There's a ton of places in the Laser Everything ecosystem that are set up to help you. We have our free Discord and Facebook group. We have the Laser Master Academy, number one way to support the channel. Uh, priority, kind of like support, very, very active. That's kind of where our active community hides. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a great place to get help. Uh, we have a forum on the website, just like a ton of places. There's, there's a ton of stuff uh, available. Drop us then, a detailed message in one of those places. Go ahead, Matt. The quick thing I was gonna say is I just wanted to shout out because um, I know last week or a couple weeks ago, uh, somebody had said that our Facebook is the one group where they feel comfortable asking beginner and basic type questions because we will make sure nobody fucks with you because everybody started somewhere. There's That's really true. no point to shame somebody for something. So don't worry about asking questions. Um, now, the other thing, too, is use the search function. And I bet you 50 bucks, half of those questions have been talked about. Yeah, and you'll be able to find it with really great answers from a ton of people. So, so some gone. people don't know how to interpret those previous answers. It's, and if you have correct. questions about them ask yep matt can you read this yeah i, I google uh, translated it good evening good evening everyone I, I need a machine that makes deep engraving on stainless steel can you refer me that's actually buying guide laser everything.net slash buying guide go check it out link in the description like i said speed running uh <laughs> michael dias is here what's up michael michael yeah uh, helping a user in the lma that's what i'm talking about uh people like uh michael and andrew and Matt are always in the LMA. Kyle's okay. busting his ass in there 24-7, helping Anthony everybody Miller. they possibly can. There's so many of you. Uh, we're trying to get to every single one of you as fast as possible. Uh, so if you have questions, again, the LMA, not only does it support the channel, it's a great place to get help, as is our free communities, uh, again, on Discord and Facebook. So make sure you check that out. Um, Osbano Gaming says, have you guys covered how everyone on YouTube manages to engrave Yetis? without a rotary yes we have a couple videos about that i'm not going to get super into it uh maybe the guys can link it in chat for you um gotcha. the project mark essentials video if you're using EasyCAD, or the cylinder correction episode of the light burn for galvo crash course uh will uh take care of that for you I've got a 55 watt RF CO2 coherent tube. I've played around with the pen, but really haven't seen much of a difference. Do you know what a safe range might be with that tube? I haven't found much on it. Uh, I have a 30 watt RF CO2 coherent tube in my CO2 Galvo, but I am not sure what you mean by the pen. So <laughs> is that like clarify. That? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What and, is, what uh, I think he pen? means the pen rotary jig the pen rotary jig oh like the rotating table yeah yeah what a safe range might be with that tube i i need a little clarification on that one um if we have time here at the end um mm. i have an atom stack uh p20 pro 20 watt and uh keep getting fire when i try to do small details in eighth inch plywood any workarounds that don't triple the time uh are you running does that laser even support an air assist? Uh, would probably be my first question. Push some air through. 
Uh, we talked about that with Michael, uh, one mm-hmm. of the last few times he was on. I don't even remember what episode it was on. Uh, push some air, man. Push some air, CO2, diodes, anything where you're working on organics like that. You got to push some air uh, because that air not only helps keep things clean, uh, but it keeps those flames snuffed out too. So yeah, um, that would be my number one suggestion. Okay. Otherwise, you're probably going to be looking at an increased job time. Well, uh, the- I was going to say also, when you're doing a lot of small details in wood, you're burning it in the same place over and over and over again. It's just going to start a fight. It's wood. Yeah, check your uh, check your line distance, your 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 resolution. Uh, if you're doing something like a raster image um, or Less a ve- vector, yeah, uh, make sure that that's not set too high. The higher that's set, the more times you're going to be yes. hitting those same spots over and over and over better. again. Uh, so that would be something to look at as well. Uh, do do air assist. <laughs> hey Kyle, there's. 24 hours in a day get to it brother i don't know why you pay kyle kyle never know. stops getting to it it's uh it's 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 kyle no stopping. uh thanks there for is no stopping. you got it, danny danny Full dangerous blast, blah, blah, blah. Do, do, do. oh my gosh so many people there's a link to the discord down in the description ospano have you guys been jumping around this at all is there anything that i'm not seeing that i think oh. we missed this one um so Joseph says, I have a 60-watt CO2 Galvo. I just got a 300 lens, and for some reason, I'm having the hardest time finding a focal length. Trying to listen for the sound, but it's hard with the fans going. Yes, they are loud. Yep. Uh, tip is you're probably going to be on a, a 300 lens. It's gonna Your focal distance is going to depend on like where your lens came from in the, in the glass because it's going to be different for every lens, but you're probably going to be around the 500-millimeter mark. If you're on a 500-millimeter tower... And you're project or you're projecting onto something more than a millimeter tall, that could be why you're not finding it. Yeah, I have an 800 millimeter tower on my CO2 Galvo for that very reason. And rather than doing the sound test, I took a Aluna business card and I put it at a 45 degree angle, and I ran a bunch of lines all the way up the the card. And since the card oh, is weird. inorganic and doesn't burn, you get nice, clean, easy to see lines. You take the card, you put it under the microscope, you find the line that is the thinnest, and then you put it back where you marked it, and you measure from that line to the base of your lens, and you've got your focal distance. So just as that's a, how I did it on mine, because I just did mine a couple weeks ago. I was going to say, just to add to what Kyle said, mine is about Brilliant. 500, 500 mil, um, millimeters uh, from the mirrors, not from the lens, but from the mirrors. So just if that helps get you in the ballpark, too. The other problem yeah. with the 300 millimeter lens is the depth of field is so deep on those that a huge area, all of those lines are going to look the same because it's just yeah. a massive range of area. That, yeah, and the dot's going to be fat and it's going to be the same amount of fat for a large area because you do get a, a larger depth of field uh, on larger lenses. So uh, it's, it's definitely yeah. tricky. Kyle did mine with me when I was doing all of my lenses and he saw me over there mucking about with it for a long time. When you get up into those higher value lenses, uh, it definitely, um, it definitely kind of adds up. Um, yeah. Danny's saying can't find much on the EMP Eon Galvo fiber laser. How does it line up with others? Great deal we with Eon right now. We mentioned this, was it last week? Was it, yeah, like, it was last week or the week before, but I think it was last week. We don't know. 
we don't know. Uh, it's a white label machine. I'm not going to go into this as in depth as I did last week. Go listen to last week's episode. But um, basically, it's being manufactured in China by a company that's probably existed for a while. And they are changing the anodizing and paint colors and putting a custom logo on it and scrubbing all of the information about where a laser is coming from, who's building it, where it's being built in China, uh, how it's being shipped, all that kind of stuff. Um, we aren't comfortable recommending lasers without that information. I want to know where it's coming from in China. I want to know who's manufacturing it. I want to know whether their employees are seasonal or, you know, year round. Like there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a bunch of stuff. Seriously. If they're using had, glasses like this. Michael's laughing. We just had Marco on uh, not too long ago from Light Object. And Marco told us that if you buy machines from factories with seasonal workers, typically rather than being like engineers or like equipment people that are, are used to handling stuff, they're just bringing the farmers in. And the farmers come in and they work until they're caught up and then they send the farmers back to the farms. And the farmers come in, they don't know what they're doing. You know what I mean? They're just trying to assembly line job yeah. on the assembly line. Right. Um, rather than year-long employees who sit there all day and like <clears throat> the same thing over and over and they know the machines and they're trained. Um, so things like that make a difference. I like to look into the history of the companies. I like to look at the stuff that they offer. And with the EMP, unfortunately, shout out to Danny. I love you, Danny. The ions are great. Uh, we don't know anything about these EMP machines, and we are unlikely to know more anytime soon. For now, I would steer away to something that's been looked over. And again, check out the buying guide. If if you're getting it as a free add-on and you're already getting an Aon, that's one thing because that's it's a bonus. Thing. Right, bonus. But if you're going out of your way to purchase it, that's a different story. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer, we, Jennifer, we don't know. So Jennifer Y is saying, I'm scared to buy the Chinese brand. They're all Chinese. Guess what, Jennifer? They are literally all Chinese uh, with very few exceptions. I would say the um, it's like your phone, the Trotex and the Apple logs are the only machines that I'm absolutely certain are manufactured in the U.S. or Canada. But what about Um, the parts inside? Everything. Of course, I there's going to be know, some parts from. Yeah, there's going to yeah. be some parts. I mean, you can't build anything nowadays with electronic right. without. That's, yeah. that's what I'm getting at. But yeah. when it comes but to laser as, technology, as far as it's like, all from China. For Epilog, as far as you know, how Apple says, like designed in California, right, <laughs> right. But but <laughs> clearly, clearly, we all know where the apples are made. Epilog is one of those companies where it's like designed in Colorado, assembled in Colorado serviced in colorado like they they, they do yeah. everything there so they may import some parts to put in those machines but there's about as, as u.s made as you're going to get i know epilogue has like a facility where they are like bending the steel sheets to make the chassis yeah. for like yeah. the machine you know what i mean like they're yeah they, the vacuum, they make a know, huge amount of the components themselves yeah but you're gonna and, you're gonna pay for that american labor you know, you so if you you're gonna buy an eighty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars machine or whatever, but if you've got the money and it makes you feel comfortable, there you go. But my my point is, my point is, if you buy Boss, if you buy Eon, if you buy Thunder, all of these American companies that are you know AP Laser, that's they're all literally imported machines. They're imported Spray machines. Painted. Somebody glances at them before they get shipped and then they get shipped from their warehouse and then they throw some stickers on them here and call them what they are so 
don't be that worried about it. Uh, it's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, um, and by the way, mm-hmm. even Thunder Laser USA is a sub is a subsidiary of Thunder right. Laser China. Right, precisely. So. Um, and I think that is just about going to yeah, catch us like up. There's some, there's some technical stuff in here. I see this question about the tumblers. Can you post that one on the Discord or Facebook? Because I'm going to want to take uh, a little bit of a closer look at that. Um, uh, I've been saying, what about full-spectrum laser Galvo lasers? Uh, you can get a full-spectrum laser, but if you do, it's a very small community of users. They have proprietary software and proprietary hardware. If anything breaks, you can't buy parts to replace it unless you get them from FSL. And you have to learn their software, and nobody in the community is going to be able to help you with it because nobody else has it. That's my warning about FSL. Uh, they, also, they the settings great. don't they entirely carry over. Yeah, and they, they calculate settings a different way, and it's just a whole thing. Uh, I would yeah. I would avoid. I would avoid. Your speed I setting think. is going to be a percentage instead of an actual speed. Right. Um <laughs> Uh, last one, very last one. When cups, when engraving cups, do I need different power settings for light and dark colors? Not just light and dark, every different color. Every color. Uh, ideally, we'll have a different Is setting. Is that for a gal or a uh, fiber, though? Doesn't matter. All of them. Oh, every, yeah, that's yeah true. because every different color of tumbler is going to reflect a different <laughs> amount of light. You can you have far more range with a CO2 because the CO2 typically isn't going to mark the metal underneath the powder coating. So CO2s generally are going to be much easier to uh, to engrave tumblers and powder coated items like that. Well, I learned all underneath. You learn the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> and that yeah, definitely so, is. Yeah. So what way. I did. So what I did. Since there is some variance even with the CO2 laser and 120 yep. watts on some of these colors, I just found a setting that blasts through every color. Yep, me too. <laughs> Run it Super a little strange. slower. With, might with have, CO2. Might, might add a little, yeah, with CO2, might add a little mm-hmm. time to the job where I could do it faster with different colors. But once I found a setting that blasts through every single powder yep. coating color, that's the one I saved for that. I found the power mark and then I just slowed it down some. So that way the power never even changed. I just slowed it down a little bit. Yeah. And it was like, so 18% for me, everything's gone. Yep. Yeah. That's the beauty with CO2 is it's really hard to overdo it. You can overdo it. So. You can uh, you can you can cook yeah. the shit out of it, but it's just hard. Yeah, but it's hard. It's much harder to do than it is with a fiber yeah. where you blade it. Do anything you put your mind to. Uh, Crystal, see you later. Uh, absolutely, we're going to see you on eStop soon. Hopefully, we'll see Mr. Michael Mullins here on the Riley Black project soon. I would really, really enjoy that. I, I think that would be a great episode to listen yeah. to. And uh, not to sign you up uh, against your will, Michael, but I kind of just did. So sorry. Um, that's, Get on that's that, Michael. All, that's all we've got for today. Frank Taylor says this is better than tech support. You know it, baby. Damn if you're right. getting value oh, out yeah. of this, don't forget to smash the like button. Let everybody else know that the content is good. And don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you get notified the next time we go live with a podcast. Ding, ding. I am officially caught up with our podcast episodes. Uh, crazy. This time last week, we were behind Ooh. like eight episodes. It was eight. So in the li- in the last seven days, I've completely published all of those episodes. So if you've been getting pings, uh, a lot of pings and notifications, sorry, we're done. I'm caught up. We're gonna get back to <laughs> we're gonna get back to working on some regular episodes. I got Jimmy's episode on his light object air assist for his CO2 laser coming up, yes. and then right after that, Matt's uh, interview and exploration of the Roto Boss facility with J- Jason Rife. So you've got a lot of good content coming up uh, i just gotta get my editing hands doing doing what they do 
Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, if actually, you know what? Uh, so worth boys, it. Boys, give me the the shirt pull. Go buy some merch, laseroverything.net slash merch, uh, or curly, I guess. And um, <laughs> I grabbed the wrong shirt. It was dark in the lunch room. If you guys love what we do here last time, <laughs> please go check out the Laser Master Academy. It's the number one way to support the show. We are over, we're, I think we're nearly at 2,800 uh, subscribers over at the LMA now, which is insane. If you want to be one of those people, again, you get a couple bonus goodies, uh, occasionally an e extra episode of the podcast, occasionally a bonus live stream. Though we've been really publishing all of our content lately for free for everyone. And we're really proud of that. Uh, so the people that are there are really there to be part of that community, that really tight knit community and to support the channel and to make sure we continue doing what we do. We couldn't be here without you, all of us. So thank you so much. And uh, check out Michael's channel, Laser Engraving 911. Well, the link down in the description for you. Uh, but he's yeah, also in my featured channels you. list on the main page. He's just right there. Or you can just search it, Laser Engraving 911. He comes right up. Just had a brand new episode published on the was it top 10 or top 20 top 20 top 20 you yeah. want to just plug it real quick sure yeah uh 20 awesome online resources for your laser engraving business so just hmm. to, i'm just gonna just go through 20 online resources for you pew, 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 pew. <laughs> laser everything is on the list spoilers uh um, yeah <laughs> i did include you buddy yeah thank you thank you, you are an awesome resource and uh, Pokemon okay. Archivist, if you want to unbox some Pokemon cards with me. E-Stop, if you want to say some bad words with us. I think that's all I've got. Thank you, co-hosts, for being here with me tonight. I appreciate your time. Thank you, everybody else, for watching. And we will see you in the next one. Have a great night. Thank you.